It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. It is week eight. Like, seriously, week eight. Like, I, I mean, in, in the old days... That would have been halfway through the fantasy football season, but now we have a, an odd number of weeks in fantasy football because the NFL is weird and plays an odd number of games. But anyway, that's where we're at right now. We're basically halfway through the season. My name is Joe. His name is Tom, and this is the Market Report Recap here at FantasyPoints.com. We're going to be recapping Week 7, all the good things, which, Tom, I'll be honest, there were not many. <laughs> there were not many good things this week. There, We will be recapping the injuries and I gotta be honest, T-Bro, I mean, this was about as bad a slate of games as I can remember. And it bore it out, I, I mean, before the week started. There was only one game between teams with winning records, and that was the stinky Titans against the stinky Colts. Like, so it wasn't really a, a highly anticipated week. Um, we have another terrible primetime game tonight. Let's just try to get through this as uh, as well as we possibly can. Yeah, I mean, we knew coming into this week it was going to be pretty rough. And then I'm looking through here. It looks like we had three, four, uh, there's, you know, five, five different games that finished as three-score games. So, yeah, the slate kind of stunk coming in. And then there were a lot of non-competitive games, including the, you know, like the Chiefs 49ers game, which was kind of the marquee matchup of this slate. And it, it wasn't very competitive in the second half, so. Yeah, it was a, a little weird, a little wonky, but uh, we're, we're getting some good teams back off a of bye uh, with the Bills and Eagles and uh, the Vikings next week. So maybe the, maybe the games will be a little bit more competitive. And uh, and are the Rams uh, a team that is going to figure it out in the way like the Bengals have? Right? You know, I, I, that's what I'm wondering, Tom. Yeah, I mean that's going to be a we'll find out pretty quickly. They got the 49ers that's uh, this week, so that's a marquee matchup uh, for the NFC West. Although, it's actually the Seahawks that are leading the NFC West. So, it, it's been one of those kind of years where you look up and you see Seattle Seahawks are leading, leading the NFC West through seven games. Unbelievable. Um, all right. So, let's get into, let's get into the recap here. Um, and let's start with, obviously, the Thursday night game, which, ironically, oh, Thursday night football, it turns out to be the best game of the week. Yeah, th- thank, thanks to Andy Dalton making it uh, a little interesting at the end of that first half <laughs> with those two. Yeah, we've sixes. got so. Yeah, um, we've got the Saints and the Cardinals. Um, Tom, you already wrote this game up. Yeah, and the question- well, I mean, the big thing for me was DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, oh, he, he just yeah. came back in and basically saw fifty percent of everything in the in the passing game. So he's clearly up. Uh, you know, he he didn't look like he lost a step. He, he was a little banged up. You remember he he missed like eight games at the end of last season yes. uh, with hamstring and knee injuries and obviously missed six games this week, th- uh, this season and entering into his 30s here. You know, maybe was he going to decline? But no, he looked he looked like he's already back into wide receiver one consideration. He, he's that guy and everybody else in this offense. You're screwed. <laughs> I mean, these re- yeah. receivers, uh, Zach Ertz is down. Rondale Moore. How about that usage, Joe? That was oh. that was so bizarre. They benched AJ Green and put Rondale Moore as the perimeter receiver. 
I mean, what the hell are you? I mean, well, that he's just not going to produce if he's a perimeter receiver. Yep, and they were throwing they're throwing fades. Exactly. To him. I, yeah, I, I figured you saw that that uh, very early Ugh. in that game. They throw a fade pass to Rondale Moore, your smallest receiver. Uh, so I uh, and I, then so and that's then not somebody gonna, that's not going to continue. Robbie Anderson already got a bunch of snaps in that first game, so I would I would expect Robbie Anderson to be a pretty close to a full time player and kind of take that AJ Green role and bump Rondale into the slot moving forward. But that was oh. a weird little uh, happenstance there. Oh, and by the way, I uh, like somebody. One of my followers was like, "Well, uh, well, if it, if he didn't commit OPI, it would have been a great play." And I was like. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's literally the worst play you can make. <laughs> yeah, like, like he's like so. So he was trying to say it was a, uh, it was a good. Th- no, it was not. I, I don't know what, what what's going on. But the thing about Hopkins, Tom, and and maybe this is just confirming a prior here. Um, I was just wondering if like the layoff would have been good for him. I, I think it did. I mean, he looked kind of refreshed and he looked healthy, and they were lining him up all over the field, and he was making plays. And I mean. I, I we do have to take it with a bit of a grain of a uh, grain of salt. I mean that Saints secondary. I mean they were down to scrubs. You know Marshawn Lattimore. We got the Adebo getting rolled out right before the game. Uh, so it, it was a pretty thin group, but uh, uh, still very encouraging first game for him back. Yeah, I so totally agree with that with uh, with DeAndre Hopkins. Anything on the Saints side here, Tom? I uh, mean, one more thing on that backfield. I mean, we'll we'll see. Oh yes, we'll see. I mean, we'll seems like Connor will be back this week, but I guess the uh, the big he question, shouldn't be. Yeah, the big question will be if, is I think Benjamin should have a bigger role in this offense moving yeah. forward. I mean, he's not your sustainer runner that we kind of saw. I mean, they were kind of using Deontay Ingram in that, but he's capable. I mean, he popped off a couple big big chunk runs. I. I counted him up. He had three runs over 15 yards in that game. So that's the kind of guy you got to get more snaps to. James Conner's been new, doing nothing in this backfield. So uh, we'll, we'll watch. That will be something to watch here in week eight to see uh, if the labor is split up a little bit differently in the Cardinals backfield. Let's go on over to Baltimore and Cleveland. Baltimore tried to blow it uh, again, did not do it because uh, – well, Cleveland's a mess it, uh, itself. Uh, Cleveland, Tom, is just a team that I I think we got to watch in Joku because yes. of the ankle injury. Yeah, I, it didn't – it doesn't sound – I think they kind of uh, – it's something to watch here. I, I don't think Stefanski was overly concerned about it uh, after the game, but there, there's a good chance that he probably – yeah, that type of, type of injury uh, probably misses a game or two, but – We'll, we'll follow up on that. He's been really, he's been playing at a really high level. So, uh, wrote up Harrison Bryant for the waiver wire this week. Mm-hmm. He would be a one week fill in. And they're, they're going against the Bengals uh, this week. It's a Monday night game, of course. So, uh, going to have to wait a little bit to, to find out if he's going to play. But it could be a good little fill in if, if Njoku is unable to play this week. Uh, otherwise, Baltimore, I mean, oh, they're same team. Cleveland is nothing. Yeah, Baltimore, same thing no. every week with Cleveland, basically. But, um, yeah, Gus Bus, he's back. He is back. He's he's 100% back, is Gus Bus. Um, no doubt about it, Tom. I, I mean, how, how about Kenyon Drake? He runs for 100 <laughs> yards. Yep. Last, then he has five yards on 11 carries. Yeah, I hope people listen to us on the waiver Wire podcast. We were like, we're not doing it again. We're not, we're not falling for the trap. The, the cheese was there. A lot of people took the cheese. The funny thing is, uh, we we're in a, a fourteen team league with a bunch of college guys that we're with, 
And my team is absolute crap. I mean, I, I had like four or five key injuries. Uh, you know, I had to consider picking up Kenyon Drake. I got outbid by a couple of bucks, but it was the guy I was going against. <laughs> so it ended up, <laughs> it ended up where it saved my day because I ended up winning by a few points. I would have started Drake if I won the won the bid and lost the matchup. So it was one of those. It ended up working out for me. So, but uh, yeah, I hope people did not take the Kenyon Drake bait. It's uh, this is Gus Edwards' backfield here after one game. Yeah, um, Justice Hill again. He he gave him a little spark. He also lost a fumble that could have cost him the game. So, yes. um, um, I, Gus Edwards is a waiver wire guy, Joe for for the right. market report. But we'll have to write up J.K. Dobbins because it's. I mean. Would you be surprised if we see him again this year? Uh, I, um, I, I personally would be surprised if we see him again. Right. I, I, I totally agree. I, I mean, I, he, I know they called it arthroscopic, but I mean, for as much trouble as he had just getting on the field to start the season, I mean, uh, I, I could see them shutting him down if he's not close to 100% right. Uh, Andrews, we're going to watch because obviously, I mean, I, he had to have not been a hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Lamar only threw 16 passes, of course. Yeah. That was the other issue. Yeah. It was a real run heavy game plan. I actually just wrote this up for, uh, my best bets Thursday night football took the under here, uh, with Gus Edwards running the ball so much. And, and Andrews was out of practice all last week, basically mm-hmm. got one limited session in on Friday with the knee injury quick turnaround this week so i i could see this being a, a real run heavy game plan for the ravens again on thursday night so uh andrews you might have to i mean you, you can't bench him but it, oh no it could be another ugly perform. you know if he's not completely healthy and uh, it could be a, another tough day for him this week so uh, it's it's a little bit of a down here for him but uh hopefully hopefully it gets right off of that knee injury tampa at carolina Unbelievable. I mean, Mike Evans should have had 220 yards in that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, he dropped that long ball in there. Oh, and then, then my question becomes, how different is that game if he catches that ball? Well, completely. Yeah, Carolina yeah. playing from behind with P.J. Walker and their passing game. I mean, yeah, that – I mean, that's – Tampa Bay wins this game 21-3 probably if uh, if he catches that long pass. So, yeah, Mike, Mike Evans dropping that long touchdown pass early in the game probably single-handedly flipped the whole – uh, entire outcome of this game. Uh, Brady down. I mean, it's just brutal out there. Yeah. I, I mean, what? It's so inefficient. It, it, it's yeah, forty nine attempts to get two hundred ninety yards, and that's that's been kind of a typical uh, uh, stat line for him this year. It's um, yeah. It, I mean, it's all Evans and Godwin in this offense right now. A little bit of Kate Otten, but uh, Russell Gage is hurt again. Julio Jones can't get healthy. Uh, and they have an offensive line that can't can't protect right now. It's yeah, but look at Leonard Fournette. I mean, jeez. Well, the, uh, oh, and uh, I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. I said I'm not messing with Foreman or Hubbard. The answer was start both of them. Apparently, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, 118 rushing yards for Foreman. Uh, yeah, Hubbard gets the touchdown run. Uh, hmm. I'm still not messing with them going forward, but they have more life than I thought they were. Yeah. Um, DJ Moore. I mean, maybe, He's we, up. maybe we got to give him a little bit of a, a little bit of an up, but uh, he saw the 10 targets, obviously no more Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so we could get Sam Darnold back this week. That would uh, help him out a little bit. So 
Uh, I don't think they're going to take Walker out of the lineup after that game. As a matter of fact, I think Steve Wilkes said so. Oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah. We have Sam Darnold on the waiver wire, but let me uh, let me just make sure. Let me let me make sure I wasn't just speculating on that. But uh, but I mean, Walker played pretty good. I mean, yeah, uh, yes, Steve Wilkes. Hard to pull PJ Walker out of the Panthers' starting quarterback job. Let's get to Atlanta and Cincinnati. Um, we <laughs> another saw, another weird game here. And what we saw was. <laughs> 13 attempts. A, what? It was kind of the Cooper Rush thing for Atlanta, right? Oh, this th- this style of play works until it doesn't. And yeah. Atlanta's down basically three touchdowns this entire game, and Marcus Mariota throws 13 passes. I mean, you're right. I mean, Pitts and London uh, They're are dead. down. They're dead. And, and <laughs> they, I mean, I'm just like, oh, you got to use, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, the, if they are down 21 points basically for this entire game and Marcus Mariota's thrown 13 passes. How can you use these guys for fantasy? Yeah. I mean, we're basically at the point where we were through the first couple of weeks of the season with Justin Fields. Like if there, there has to be a certain amount of volume in your passing game to support fantasy guys. And it's just not there. If you're down three scores and you can only get 13 pass attempts in a game. I mean, something is, is broken with your passing game. So uh, Mariota's trending in the wrong direction here. They have no faith in him to actually throw the ball. I mean, hey, excuse me. That's, that's defending NFC player of the week, offensive uh, player of the week, Marcus uh, Mariota. You're talking about a, there. It's such a joke, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Pitts, Pitts in uh, London. I, I mean, if you don't, I, London for sure. I mean, at the wide receiver position, you can probably find better options, but Pitts, I mean, up to this point, I've been like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep riding your your guy. You, you drafted him in the third round, but at this point, I mean, uh, I think you can start to look elsewhere until we show any signs of progress from Mariota in this passing. Game. I'm playing Taysom Hill over Kyle Pitts without even a thought yeah, right now. I mean, it, it's we're getting to the point where we might be playing Hayden Hurst over yeah. Kyle Pitts. Hey, time. Hayden Hurst is like he's got that Higby action going on. He's gonna get. A bunch of targets. They're not going to do much with them, but he's going to catch them. And at, uh, on the other side, obviously, six for forty. Is he waiver? By the way, Hayden Hurst. Uh no, he's he's like friend. He's one of those like sixty five percent guys. He's, he's not uh, somebody we need to write up. Anymore. No, uh, I don't think we need to write up. But uh, we can write up a general Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. This Burrow passing works. game is trending upward, and yeah. they they've started to go uh, at least the last two weeks pretty uh, pass heavy on early downs. They're they're really. They're saying, screw the run game with Joe Mixon. We're, we're throwing the damn ball, and it's worked out pretty well here against the Falcons and the Saints. And I don't see them turning back. So if you drafted Burrow here, you know, even um, – yeah, it's been a little bit slow to start the season. I know a lot of people, especially, like, were fretting about uh, Jamar Chase through the first five weeks of the season. Not anymore. Not anymore. And this is – they're kind of getting back to the formula that they used at the end of last season. Uh, and during the postseason, where uh, just put it in Joe's hands and good things will happen. I, I think the the entire offense is, you know, the offensive line issues have, I don't think they've gone away, but I don't think they're as glaring as they were in the first month of the season. So I, I, I think everything's trending upward for the uh, the Bengals here. There's very few offenses that we're feeling great about at this, at this point in the season in, in 2022, but this is one of them where I, I want to grab pieces of it. 
Detroit at Dallas. I mean, poor Detroit, man. I like they, their offense was decimated in this game. Like Josh Reynolds is playing hurt. You, you've got they, DeAndre they're Swift. Off bye, Joe. They're coming off a bye. They're coming they're off a bye. St. Brown gets a concussion. Oh, I mean, oh man, I like. I, I feel bad for 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 Detroit because I think they're better than this. Um, you know, Goff again. Actually. Until the end of the game, I thought he played better than I expected him to. But then, of course, he had the two picks. He lost the two fumbles. I don't think we we had many people streaming Jared Goff this week against Dallas. But Jamal Williams with the terrible fumble. But, I mean, here's the thing for, for Detroit. We're, we're watching St. Brown and we're watching Swift. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, this and, Swift and, thing is a total bummer. I'm, I, everybody, everybody, I mean, the entire industry thought that Swift would be back by week seven. Uh, kind of get him through that bye week uh, with this shoulder injury, but uh, this is this is something to watch moving forward because this gave him issues last year, and it's clearly not right. So uh, I feel like this is we're gonna we're we're entering like the Dalvin Cook territory here, where uh, at any point this shoulder could be an issue. So yeah. uh, unfortunately, this is this is quickly been a, a, a kind of a lost season to this point for DeAndre Swift. This is very frustrating. Uh, over on Dallas, I didn't think Prescott looked particularly sharp. Um, he didn't need to. I mean, Detroit couldn't score in this game. And then once Williams lost that fumble at the goal line, forget about it. Uh, do you yeah, have any take? I, I thought they kind of, you know, I don't know about you, but I thought they kind of stuck to the uh, Cooper Rush uh, playbook that they kind of developed the last uh, five weeks of the season here. What, what run the ball and yeah, play defense? Just, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and that's something to keep an eye on moving forward here. Maybe it was just cause it was an inferior opponent against the lions, but it was his first game back. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to back, but it's def- definitely something to watch here. Right? Maybe, maybe they do stick with this formula that, that's worked up to this point. I mean, uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it, that their defense and their pass rush is, you know, with led by yeah. Michael Parsons is the, the strong suit of this team. So, uh, maybe they stick to this complimentary football where, uh, and I, I also think Zeke is playing uh, much better this year. He scored uh, two touchdowns in this game. I, I think he is trending upward here. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I mean, a little up for him as well. Yeah. I'm putting <clears throat> Pollard up too, because I think Pollard can be used every week as like, a, cause he's the one Zeke's not catching passes. No, no. Yeah, Pollard is. He's got like 32 receiving yards or something heading in. Yeah, the, and like, the here's seven. the thing about Zeke. You're going to look at the box door and you say, oh, 15 <laughs> for 57. Yeah, but that's going to happen when you have two one-yard touchdown runs. Yes. But that, so, he's going to get those opportunities. So, yeah, but the, right. the passing game is, I mean, it's completely vanished for Zeke this year. But I do think he's moving better than, than it. He yeah. played through that PCL injury last year. He didn't look quite right. But I, I definitely think he is uh, performing at a much higher level this year. I mean, Dalton Schultz, I, I mean, credit to the guy, obviously, Tom, because he's playing we, hurt. We thought he was dead after he got He might be the up. slowest player in the NFL, by the way. But, and yeah, he's Zach, hurt, but. Zach Ertz would, you know, want to battle him for that one. But, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, there, I'm right there with you. They're, just, they're the same type of player as well. So, but um, maybe he got through this injury. I mean, it, geez, that looked bad. That was right in the first quarter oh, yeah. there. I, I thought he was going to be done for, like, a month after that one, and. He got back out there and continued to play. I, credit to him for gotten through this injury. I mean, uh, but good luck if you use him because that again, you were talking about Swift. That knee's a ticking time bomb for Schultz. Yeah, uh, this is it's it could go at any point here. So it's 
but he's he's gotten through it. I'll give him credit. But yeah, this is this is tough to watch right now. I, I want another. <clears throat> I want another week of watching Dallas and watching this passing game before I make any sweeping generalizations. Though, like Detroit couldn't score. Yeah, but Prescott's no. first game back. We I got mean, the Bears this week too, though coming oh up. Boy. So yeah. they might not have to do much in that one either. So, um, but yeah, I'm with you. I I do think they're going to lean more towards the run here moving forward. Uh, yeah, we saw them; they were one of the most pass heavy teams last year under with Dak. But uh, it does feel like they've made the decision to 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 lean more into their running game and into their defense a little bit more. New York mm-hmm. at Jacksonville. I don't even know really what to say about the Giants. I mean, what Wandale, he limped mm-hmm. off at, at some point, but he, he was basically a full-time player in this game. Yeah, I think he was 70% of the snaps. Uh, let me look it up here. I think, he ran a, I think he ran around on around 80% of the dropbacks. So he was basically a full-time player. Yeah, he was at 69, 69% of the snaps. Very so, nice. so very nice. What we wanted to see, he was, what, 14 or 15 snaps yeah. last Is he week. waiver wire still? Yeah, he's at the top of the waiver wire. Okay, uh, yeah, receivers. He, he needs to be picked up in every league. Every yeah, league. I, I don't know why he wasn't. He was sitting, uh, I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but it was like high 20s maybe or low 30s in terms of ownership percentage. So he's still widely available out there. We've been, we've been pushing him here since the preseason uh, and in recent weeks here just because they have nothing else. So, uh, but... Yeah, it, it's Barkley, and I think it's going to start to be a little bit of Robinson uh, sprinkled oh, in there. That's, I had that, to that's up, all we got. I had to pick up Bellinger and start him in a oh, league. Man, oh, that's... what a nasty injury. Yeah, I, I didn't actually oh. see the play happen. I just saw when he was getting carted off, he had all the blood down in his jersey. Yeah, and so... Couldn't open his eye. It was gruesome looking. I didn't actually see the, the poke in the eye, though. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I saw him, like, holding his head in his hands, and I'm like, oh, no, he... He knows like he blew his knee out or something. And then, you know, we were watching it on, on game day and Paul's like, Joe, I don't really see anything. And then they show the angle and I'm like, oh, he literally got poked in the eye. Oh, man. I guess oh. he'll be wearing a visor the rest of his career after that. That is. Yeah. I, 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 hope he's all, I hope he's all right. We really haven't gotten much of a report. That, I mean, the way that looked. I mean, uh, he traveled home with the team. Good. Good to hear. Yeah. I mean, that was that was that was gross. I, I felt bad for the guy, but. Uh, yeah, this this offense, it's all Barkley and might be a little bit of a, of Wandale moving forward here. Uh, let's go to Jacksonville. Tom, the takeover is complete, complete. Travis Etienne's up. James Robinson is down. I mean, J- the, the James Robinson sell high window. Um, it was a good three weeks there. It was a good three weeks. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. he does not have a, a, for- touch in a this fortunate game. three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fortune is no longer on his side right now. Yeah, no, no, J. Rob. Um, how about Christian Kirk at the end there? Oh, just like one inch from scoring the game-winning touchdown. Uh, oh, I know. Uh, you don't. You, you're obviously on the radio during that. The, the the announcers. I don't know who the crew was. They were so unenthusiastic about that ending. I'm like, I'm like jumping up out of my chair. I'm like, holy crap, they stop it. Like the announcers, like, and that's the end of the game. He stopped one yard. It's like, come on, have some enthusiasm. That was a like a, a fantastic ending of the game, and they they just like completely knows. Yeah, they didn't sell it at all. So yeah, yeah that <laughs> but, stinks. Yeah, maybe it was the same crew that did uh, Appalachian State in North Carolina oh, earlier this gosh. college football season. 
well, that game was that game was on cocaine, and the announcers were like, "Yeah, and the game <laughs> is over now." It's like, no, no, it's not. They got they can onside kick and do stuff. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh, anyway, uh, Indianapolis and Tennessee. Um, I- I'll tell you who- who's leading my go away, uh, my go away team of the day, and that's Paris Campbell. Yeah, go away, Paris Campbell. What the heck? I don't. I. I mean, I had to write him up for the waiver wire. You have to. He got twelve targets. I know. It's like back to back weeks where he's seen that many targets. I mean, is this the offense now? We're not going to revolve it around Jonathan Taylor or Pittman. Uh, we're gonna. We're just gonna throw these like five yard passes to Paris Campbell. Yeah, guys. That's that's gonna do it. So yeah. Was Taylor? Oh my. Okay, Taylor caught seven passes in this game. Yeah, that saved him. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not going well on the ground, though. I mean, this is not the dominant run game that we saw at you know throughout last season. Basically, this offensive line is completely broken. It's this is a short passing offense now. I, the formula worked against the Jaguars two weeks ago, but ten points this week, uh, not going to cut it here. Uh, and they're, now they're trailing big time in the AFC South. I mean, who who saw this coming? The Titans, uh, like I mean, start going too, and now they're. In control again. I still think the Titans, and I think correctly, by the way, I am not taking an L on this. They are they are a worse version of themselves from last year. But Mike Vrabel just coaches them up, and they they if they avoid mistakes, they can give the ball to Henry thirty times, and they're going to win games that way. It's unreal. I mean, there, there's nothing going on in this passing game. Uh, Twenty attempts, yeah, I mean, hundred thirty yards. No no receivers that are. Worth anything for fantasy. I mean, Robert Wood. I mean, you could drop him. Who needs him? Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable what they're doing. Four-game winning streak, and they got one player on offense. Uh, I mean, Derrick Henry, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be in the MVP MVP conversation this year. But, I mean, he's their entire offense. It's unbelievable what he does for this offense. It's uh, unbelievable. I mean, this team has no business having four wins right now. No. I mean, literally, Tennessee is the easiest team to break down for fantasy. It's Derrick Henry, and, like, if you are dying for a receiver, maybe Robert Woods gets you three catches. Like, that's re- that's really what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. Even the Tannehill part, like, he, like, he's completely useless for fantasy now. Like, he oh, doesn't yeah. he doesn't run now. He, he ran so much the last two years, and, like, he, he gets six rushing yards per game now. It's... I, I thought for a minute there we might be getting some Malik Willis uh, moving forward, but that was uh, Tannehill did come back into the game quickly. So, but that that might be something to watch this week to see if Tannehill misses any practice time or anything. But uh, yeah, this offense is pretty. I don't think we need to spend too much more time. On no, this, uh, let's go. To, let's go to Green Bay and Washington. And I mean, oh boy, um, it, it's bad out there. It, uh, I mean, first and foremost, Tom, our instinct, I think, was kind of right from uh, the live stream yesterday morning. A.J. Dillon got kind of quiet benched in this game. But it didn't really matter. I mean, well, Aaron Jones caught two touchdown passes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how much. Can, can we rely on that? I mean, I think I'm going to put Jones up because, like, I think they realize that he's their best weapon in the passing game. We've got to watch. Uh, uh, did Lazard come back with the shoulder injury? He did, but then he left again. Uh, he, he's banged him. up, so uh, yeah, he's definitely a watch. Um, he, you know, he's been solid. Yeah, he's a wide receiver three, solid 
solid option right now. Yeah, I'm seeing the breakdown. 74% of the snaps for Aaron Jones and 30 for Aaron uh, AJ Dillon. So this is yeah. This is kind of our first signs that this is uh, more of a broken. You know, uh, the the, uh, the breakdown is skewing one way. Uh, we we really haven't seen that much, uh, even even dating back to last year. This is this is kind of Aaron Jones's backfield. So yeah, I, I'm with you. Aaron Jones is up, and AJ Dillon. I mean, he's, he, he's droppable in some formats. I feel like if if you're playing oh, yeah. in some shallow formats, and like for for so for Dillon to be like usable right now, that the Packers have to be good. And yeah, they have good. to be scoring points, <laughs> and they're yeah, not. And- yeah, you because know, that's that's his game. You know, he falls in the end zone. Yeah, he's not even doing the the passing game work that we saw last year. Uh, you know, no no targets in this one. So, yeah, he he has no value right, and very little value right now. His value comes from if Aaron Jones gets hurt and he gets elevated. That's that's all his value is right now. Um, Dubs down. I mean, forget about it. I, it the, the, he had that terrible drop. Um, Rogers has been bad. I mean, it's just brutal out there. I mean, ugh, um, yeah, ugh. unfortunately started him in some legs and took the oh, big, yeah. uh, big goose egg from that one Four four targets, no catches. Uh, now we have Sammy Watkins back in the mix. Uh, let me see how the, the receiver snap. I mean, Dubs did play. Oh, Sammy Watkins looked like he was hauling a fucking oh, he, trailer. Yeah, he always has, oh. but. I mean, Dubs is 89% of the snaps. So, I mean, it, it's not one of those where I don't think – I'm not dropping him in most leagues. I'm still waiting to see if there's some kind of positive momentum in this Packers offense. But uh, it's not looking like – you know, when he had that two-game run there, I think it was in weeks three and four where it looked like it might be happening. I, I, I don't know if it's happening anymore. This has been a rough three-game stretch for him. Um. All right, uh, let's uh, let's go on to well, Washington. Uh, Brian Robinson's their lead back. Uh, Gibson in this part time role though, this seems to be working. And McKissick was the guy who was who was completely out of it. I, I agree. I think let's go. Let's get uh, let's get Gibson into that passing back role. We kind of saw that the the snaps were forty seven percent for Robinson. Uh, Gibson was at thirty nine percent, and McKissick was at sixteen percent. So. I, I wrote the epitaph for uh, uh, Antonio Gibson after last week, but maybe he has a little bit of life here. I kind of want to see it for maybe another game that he's going to be playing ahead of uh, McKissick in these passing situations, but he has a touch of life here. He, and I think he has looked pretty good uh, the last two weeks. Uh, Maybe, maybe this is lighting a fire under his butt here. The the Brian Robinson promotion here uh, since he's come back to the lineup. Uh, okay. Do, do we, should we write anything up, um, from, from them really? I mean, I think McLaurin's got to be at least a little bit up. Dotson yeah. had the, uh, aggravated the injury last week. So yeah, might be out for another week or two. And apparently I saw on Twitter or something that, uh, Heineke and McLaurin were, were hugging it out and in the locker room after the game, they're, they're boys. So he's going to be continue to be the, Heavily featured oh, yeah. here. Hospital little, ball Heineke, yeah. yeah. He loves his boy McLaurin. So, uh, and I don't think that quite that connection was there with Wentz. So we're probably going to get at least another three to five games with uh, Heineke. So McLaurin's looking up here a little bit after a tough start to the season. Uh, Jets in Denver. <laughs> Brees all down. I mean, I, it's, I, it's sickening right now, Tom. It's, it's, it's yeah. gross. Yeah, this is... I, I mean, 
another tough blow. We could get Javante Williams, uh, then then lose Brees Hall to these ACL injuries. Two extremely talented young running backs, and uh, he, he does it again. Sixty-two yard touchdown run. Looks like he's going to explode, and uh, just an unfortunate injury. So th- this this Jets offense, I mean, it's been completely revolving around Hall. And it was pretty tough going there as soon as he left the lineup. They were just lucky that uh, Brett Rippon and the Broncos offense was just as incompetent as they were, and they had a, had a lead at the time. So um, Michael Carter came in. He's he's not that guy. He's not he's not a Brees Hall. He's not. I mean, he's obviously right at the top of the waiver wire, Tom. I mean, no, he's I mean, stock. I mean, this is he's. Oh, not, oh, really? He's oh, still yeah. rostered in that many leagues. Yeah, he's okay, like 66, well, 67 percent. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, nobody's dropped him, and unfortunately, I mean, he's up. I mean, he's going to get the work because what are they going to do? Rely on this passing game? They, they sure as hell don't want to. <laughs> um, like Zach Wilson is a tough watch right now. Yeah, I, I. I I just I haven't seen any improvement from him from last year. I saw a little bit in that Steelers game, but that might have been more Steelers secondary issues at that point. Uh, yeah. But this is this is not it here. The last three weeks, uh, thirty-one attempts in weeks five and six, and then twenty-six attempts for one hundred and twenty-one yards last night. So this this is a, a tough watch right now. I I think all these Jets receivers. I mean. As much as we like the talents of Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, I mean, you you don't have to continue to roster these guys. No, uh, maybe maybe you think Brees Hall's out. Maybe the offense has to go through Zach Wilson a little bit more. Maybe that helps Wilson and more. But uh, it, it, we've seen no we've seen no signs that it, it's really going to happen. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's maybe the light goes on for Wilson. I don't know, but. I, it's, it's hard. It's hard sides. to trust right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, over on the Denver side, I mean, what what do you say? Uh, hey, uh, let's just put it this way: I don't think Russ is losing his job. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, I, I we'll see what the report. Uh, Hackett said after the game that uh, Wilson is trending towards playing in London. Uh, we'll obviously have to watch that throughout the week. Yeah, he's. It's tough to use him to begin with, though. That's he's like been droppable in, in some formats, but uh, certainly we need to watch that for the rest of this passing game. Cortland Sutton. Yeah. That, that's his boy. He needs, he needs Russ in the lineup to have any kind of hope of doing something. But. Yeah. We're just, we're just going to watch Wilson and then I'm not going to take anything away. Oh, by the way, I've got to love a three man backfield rotation on a bad team. Yeah. I think Mike Boone did get hurt in that game and they, he did. He busted up his ankle. A yeah. Bit. So it, they, they went out and signed Marlon Mack off the practice squad of the 49ers, so maybe we should pencil him in at the top of the depth chart this week. <laughs> uh, oh but we, we probably should uh, do, I guess, some sort of write-up on him. Or not, maybe not. It was pretty useless. Two for 17 for Gordon, uh, 11 for 33 rushing. Oh, yeah. it's. Uh, we'll see. If, if Boone is out, I would think Gordon and Murray are kind of flex options, right? I mean, yeah. but... Uh, Latavius Murray, man, unbelievable. I, I just uh, uh, Houston and Vegas. <laughs> Speaking of uh, unbelievable here, uh, Texans. Ugh. They they were hanging around there, and then Davis Mills imploded at the end. Uh, Damian Pierce is a is a bell cow. I mean that it, it, he's he's he plays in every situation. Rex Burkhead had five catches for eleven yards. Yeah, oh, and Goomba Wally 
risen yeah. from the dead here. He he played eight snaps total, but <laughs> he was basically targeted on all of them for some reason. Got to get Ogumbawale the ball. I, you know, that's the number one rule of coaching. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize. He played eight snaps, Joe. He saw seven targets. He was literally targeted on all but one of his snaps. What the F? Why? Yeah. Why Why do we need to get Ogumbawale the ball when he's on it, the Was field? he like their hurry up back? I guess. Yeah, I think it just was at the end. Like, they, but literally I guess, every Burkhead, pass went through. <laughs> like, I guess Burkhead wasn't in there on that. And, like, yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, no. that's bizarre. But um, and and we'll see about this passing game. Nico did pick up an injury. He's waiver wire, but you know that might have some effects on Brandon Cooks. But he's been he's been blah anyway. And another four for forty six. That's uh, basically been his receiving line all season long. Uh, I'll, I'll put Cooks on watch just because um trade just because well. of the trade rumors. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe he goes somewhere. Yeah, that's. That's the only thing that might save his fantasy uh, season at this point. Uh, Davis Mills hasn't made nearly the progress that we hoped for, but 302 passing yards for Mills, and we can't get even 50 receiving yards for Cooks. Yeah, not 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 great. No. Um, on the Raider side, I have one thing to say: Josh Jacobs is up. Unbelievable. I I, mean, I, I have almost like no Josh Jacobs. Oh, I have nothing. This I have is none. like the. Might, it probably is my biggest swing and miss of the season is having no Josh Jacobs. Uh, and I think the process was right. I mean, it was just the results are dead wrong. I mean, I thought this is a new regime. Yep. This didn't, is... Didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Yep. And no loyalty to him. The drafted team that him drafted him to be a bell cow didn't use him as a bell cow. Yep. I, I, yeah, yeah. He's even catching passes in this offense. It's, it's unbelievable. But yeah, they pick up, you know, draft Samir White. Pick up Brandon Bolden. Pick up Amir Abdullah. All sign, you know, Josh McDaniels comes from the Patriots, where they used multiple backs at all times. All the signs were pointing to it, but hey, yeah, got to give the guy credit. I mean, he's playing at a really high level, and he's kind of told the coaches, "Give me the damn ball." I mean, that's essentially what this is coming down to. I think they probably would be splitting up the touches uh, if Jacobs wasn't playing this well. Uh, I'll give McDaniels yeah. credit. We we were. You were talking last week about why more teams don't use bell cows, but uh, McDaniel's has. He's he noticed that Jacobs is playing at a really high level, and he's giving them the damn ball. So yep. uh, credit to them, and uh, credit to Jacobs for playing this well. Seattle and the Chargers. Kenneth Walker is up. Tom, he had 168 rushing yards and two touchdowns. We have to watch DK Metcalf. Um, it looks like it might be a bone bruise for him. I hope so. Yeah, because there's like a little bit of talk on the Twitter last night that it might be ACL. I think that was, but it, it, uh, we haven't gotten any more news on that. So it's looking more positive for him. Yeah. And I mean, he went for x-rays, Tom, and the x-rays were negative. So yeah, sounds like, like, so that suggests they thought it was, I think he said he, he landed weird and he, he didn't feel right. Yeah, it was a weird. It was because he was trying to toe tap, get his feet in right by the pylon, and it was his like his ankle kind of rolled on him as he was doing it. Yeah, it was like a weird, just a weird mechanism on the legs there. And uh, but I'm glad you know we you know because the Brees Hall injury happened right around that same time. It was a, a it was kind of dark there if, at the four o'clock hour in some of those games. But uh, hopefully uh, he avoided a major injury because uh, they certainly need him. We, Marquise Goodwin is uh, 
was the guy for their offense last week, uh, for this week. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the Chargers side, I mean, Eckler's their entire offense. I mean, Mike Williams got hurt. He yeah, has an ankle, so we have to dead. watch him. Yeah. Uh, is he? Well, I think we got to put him down. I mean, that was a high. I mean, I, I'm no yeah. doctor, but that was a high ankle sprain. They, they do have a bye week this week, but, I mean, I, I would expect him to miss multiple weeks and – uh, right and Keenan Allen, he was he uh, he couldn't he make it right. through that game. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't right. I mean, yeah, he he played two snap uh, two targets. Uh, let me see the snap share for him, but um, yeah, he played thirty two percent of the snaps. So uh, they do have a bye this week, so he should be fine coming out of out of that bye. You would hope, but this this offense is kind of broken right now. It, it's it's all Eckler, as you said. It's it's yeah. all funneling through him right now. Kansas City and and San Francisco, um, huge game for Juju. Uh, at, 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 so he's up. I mean, Juju's up. Kansas City's offense is working uh, with this with this rotation. Of course, oh Isaiah Pacheco, oh he's going to start. Edwards Alaire scores the touchdown. Miko Hardman gets two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just. It's time to just throw up your hands and <laughs> stop paying attention to the Kansas City Chiefs backfield. What the. What the heck? Yeah, of course, McKinnon goes out and plays the most snaps again. 44% of the snaps. Uh, Pacheco at 30%. Edwards Hilaire at 27%. So, I mean, if you use anybody in this backfield moving forward. You just got to hope they score. You just, yeah, you just cross your fingers. Hope they score a touchdown because, yeah, it's it's a complete committee and they don't use the running backs. Even in this, even in on this offense, which I think is like number one in EPA, number one in yards, number one in all these metrics, a three-man rotation is not sustainable. No, <laughs> well, especially not. when they don't run the ball, and that's the thing they they just don't prioritize getting the the, the ball to the running backs. So, uh, yeah, the the, the Pacheco knew. I mean, we got to do something on that backfield, uh, some sort of watch. But um, yeah, it's if you're using a guy. Cross your fingers and hope they find the end zone. That's that's the strategy with that backfield. Yeah, uh, and then on the San Francisco side, I mean, McCaffrey's role is obviously going to grow. Yeah, we we need to write something up on him. Uh, either way, yeah. is he an up though? Are we feeling? Uh, I mean, we we talked a little well, bit. Let's about watch. This. Let's just watch him. I mean, yeah, and obviously know. more scoring opportunities are probably going to be coming in this offense. But uh, the concerns about him seeing quite the the passing game production. <laughs> you know, he was. He was kind of the only thing that was working in that passing game for the Panthers. And, uh, you know, we see IU, mm-hmm. we see Kittle, we de- see Debo. Uh, so, you know, there's concern there that McCaffrey won't be quite the factor there, factor that he was in the passing game in San Francisco. Pittsburgh and Miami, Tom. Um, you know, uh, the numbers aren't going to look great, but I feel like there's a calmness to pick it. Yeah. Uh, that, I, that, like... He's not phased either. Yeah, you know, he he stands in yeah. there and delivers. But he he got a little big in his britches there last night. He was trying to be trying to be the hero. I mean that third down interception. I he, I mean everybody's going to focus on that for, uh, the the last possession that that interception where he was trying to hit Deontay in the back of the end zone and didn't didn't get it over the cornerback's head. But the uh, third and sixteen trying to force it into that one. That one was uh, I thought even more egregious. Like you got to know you know, the situation and uh, your own arm strength. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So he, he was trying to do way too much at the end of that game, but uh, overall, I mean, I mean, he gives, gives this passing game some life. Uh, George Pickens is 
Uh, I mean, that was the gripe after the game, though, too. That mm. Matt Canada, you, you, we can't do, can't can't draw anything up for him in the second half of the season. Uh, second half of that game, six yeah. targets, six catches, sixty-one yards, and the uh, just another highlight real catch in the end zone for the the only points of the game. But we we can't get him involved in the second half of that game. Uh, it's just just poor coaching, poor offensive coaching. And um, I, I will be honest. I mean, this the, the stats aren't great here either. I actually thought Najee looked the best he's looked all season. Yeah, I th- he's. <laughs> it's not great still, but there's there's been more explosive runs here in recent weeks, and um, I, I don't think the offensive line is particularly yeah. improving or anything. But I do see a little bit more of a, a hop in his step here, and uh, he did have a bad drop on a target, but uh, at least. At least he did see some uh, four targets in this game. Uh, yeah, so that's improving a little bit, but uh, there's, there's just not going to be many scoring opportunities in this offense right now. No, absolutely not. And on the Miami side, I mean, I don't know what, what I, I mean, it's, do, do we do another most shirt right up? Because no, like at this point you kind of have to start him until the wheels fall off. No, he's been great. I mean, I, yeah. Holy crap. He had a route out of the backfield and I was like, he caught it and ran. I because I didn't know who it was. I thought it might have been one of the. I thought it might be Jalen Waddle when he caught it. I'm like, holy crap, that was a really athletic, uh, you know, catch and run. And uh, he's playing at a high level here. But um, yeah, this offense just kind of stalled out after that. Really, that first couple drives of the game. But yeah, um, yeah, to a. I think we maybe maybe should do a mild up for him. He got through the game and was you know he didn't show any ill effects of the injury there yeah. he he even stuck his head down and uh tried to tried to get a third down run where he had to get the sticks and if he slid he was going to be well short and uh so you know he wasn't afraid in that game so that, that was a positive sign that he's uh he, he's back to where he was and i think he do, definitely does give this offense a little more uh juice than teddy bridgewater and certainly skylar thompson did all right, T-Bro, that'll wrap it up. We actually managed to get through this podcast uh, after the, the little slight hiccup. Uh, I'll send this I'll send this out so me, you, and our guy Sam Wagman can, uh, can, can, can write up the article. We'll have the market report up at FantasyPoints.com. If you want to subscribe to the website, already 25% off, by the way. Get an extra 10% off by using code BRALLY22. Have a good day, everyone. Tom and I will talk to you tomorrow on the Waiver Wire podcast. I'll be in Discord here a little bit later and then tomorrow and – Tom, I, I'm excited to, for another week of football, hopefully a better week of football than we had this week. Uh, take it easy, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.